0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live. My name is Derek Harden. I'm delighted to have Antonio White with me today, straight from his studio in uh, San Francisco, California. Antonio, thanks for joining us again. It's a real pleasure to have you on. You uh, joined us in November 2021, and I've still got the mind map we talked about there. We only got through about half of it, so I've got some questions for you. But before we do anything, I'd like to know a bit more about chat GPT, GPT, which I know that you've done a lot of work on. Thanks for joining me. And you're muted here. Brilliant, wonderful to see all all my friends
1: here and new friends uh, as well. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to connect uh, and spend any time with you is good time well spent. uh, uh, Derek. So thank you. the challenge with ChatGPT, what is ChatGPT? ChatGPT is an application, uh, and think about it as an autocomplete. How many of you have gone onto Google uh, and typed in a search query? And as you're typing in a search query, Google adds potential things that you may be searching for to simply click a button. Uh, think of ChatGPT as that on steroids. Uh, It is an autocomplete, it's a very sophisticated autocomplete function. Uh, That's an easy way to explain what ChatGPT does. It does it in a way that seems magical uh, and seems almost sentient uh, in nature. But according to the developers of ChatGPT uh, in particular, uh, this is essentially its its core role, is an autocomplete, very sophisticated autocomplete concept. I would like to offer you uh, an an insight. I was very worried about uh, artificial intelligence a few years back. uh, And uh, about a year ago, I started studying it with an application called Jasper. Uh, And Jasper is uh, an AI application focused specifically on writing in particular, so text-based. And Jasper uh, was $1,000 a year, something like that, uh, $1,000, $2,000 a year for something like that. And I thought well, with AI, if I can use AI technology to help me in my copywriting as an assistant, uh, that would be phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I realized I realized that that uh, it was uh, coming up short, uh, and the AI wasn't quite uh, up to to prime time uh, for what it was doing. There's a lot of training. I spent more time educating or training it rather than just simply just writing. Uh, my background is in creating pitches. Uh, I'm known as the the Pitch Freak, Uh, and my approach here is focused specifically on what I refer to as 10-second pitches or pitch introductions or what I refer to as opens. Uh, I wrote a book on the topic, Close With Your Open, The Pitch Freak's Guide to 10-Second Pitches That Sell, Uh, and my specialty is supporting people and creating instant interest and engagement. So my whole study, my whole career has led it to this point, focusing on helping people connect inst- instantly uh, with interesting engagements for specifically for investors uh, and for high-value customers, so high-ticket customers. Uh, 30 years experience in Silicon Valley uh, and uh, have been a marketing a launch specialist uh, throughout that period of time, uh, engaged in supporting high-tech companies uh, of all, all types, software and hardware companies uh, from their initial launch with their uh, venture capital uh, backing uh, through their go-to-market strategy, through their program launch, through getting acquired, going IPO, or going right into the toilet. Everything, or the water closet, I, I suppose, here for, 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 for my friends. <laughs> I've seen them go all over the place. <laughs> and from there, I've learned a few things. And the things that I've learned in particular is the uh, is value, articulating your value from your prospect's perspective. And how does ChatGPT fall into this? ChatGPT has a value has a utility. There are so many technologies that you are, are all familiar with, you've heard over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, NFTs, people have been hearing, hearing about. Blockchain, people have been hearing, hearing about. Uh, cryptocurrency, people have been hearing about. Lots of different tech, uh, stable coins, all kinds of activities here we've been hearing about. I have not engaged in any of them I've, because I don't find the utility in them, quite frankly. AI and the new applications of AI, I found incredibly beneficial easy to apply, uh, and very useful, Uh, and it's no wonder why ChatGPT in particular, uh, which you can find at openai.com, openai.com is the website to find ChatGPT. The reason why it's so useful is because it allows you to accelerate your ability to produce content. That content, if you think about it as a framework, All of you as experts in your uh, representative areas have deep levels of insights about what you do. The big challenge that all of you have, more likely than not, is you know so much about your topic, often condensing that information uh, is your bigger challenge, not coming up with information. This is not a group that has trouble coming up with ideas. This is a group that has trouble consolidating their ideas and getting very focused. That's very common amongst learned folks, accomplished individuals and people who have a deep dive of levels of experience. And so for ChatGBT, uh, what I've discovered is the ability to consolidate ideas uh, into very uh, brief insights. And because of my work with 10-second pitches, by the way, a 10-second pitch is a 30-word or less pitch that is to be able to be delivered in 10 seconds in a relaxed environment. Hmm. It is the very first words out of your mouth when you're making a presentation uh, according to the comedian uh, famous comedian steve martin the first words out of your mouth are the most anticipated words that you will speak in terms of your audience and yet so many people waste those words uh, especially in, in comedic settings steve martin was uh, assessing the difference between a, uh, a novice comedian an amateur comedian and a professional comedian an amateur comedian we'll go out and, and and not start talking jokes, trying to develop rapport. Uh, whereas a uh, a professional community will come in and get to the joke right away. Steve Martin says, tell your joke right away. Have it be the first words out of your mouth because that sets the tone for your entire presentation. Uh, and I took that to heart. And I think if you follow uh, wonderful speakers, engaging speakers, the more quick, quickly they engage you into the world, uh, the more engaged you are and the more joyful the experience often is, whether it's a professional speaker uh, or an entertainment venue of some sort. And what I discovered is, according to YouTube, which is the second largest search engine in planet Earth, on planet Earth, uh, that 20%, according to a YouTube study three years ago, 20% of people who clicked on a video in YouTube or either their thumbnail or headline, 20% of those people abandoned the video, left the video within the first 10 seconds. Uh, and through that program here, that I studied with for a year with Daryl Eaves, who was uh, a high, uh, YouTube strategist of high regard. He's the person that, that Google and YouTube calls when they want to make improvements to to YouTube. Uh, he is uh, offered some insights. Why do people abandon videos? Uh, and the one reason why they abandon videos predominantly is because they aren't finding what they're looking for. A headline is since sensi- essentially an expectation. When you send somebody a headline you're setting the expectation, what are they about to see? If you don't deliver on that expectation through, uh, through that you promise in your graphic or in your headline, if you don't deliver on that promise within the first 10 seconds, there are so many millions and millions of videos, people will simply abandon it and move on to the next one. Now you might think, well, 20% of the people who abandon a YouTube video, what's the big deal? Well, if that's your video, it's a big deal. (laughs) If if it's your video that you're using to promote your business, if it's your video that you're using to to make a living, whether you get paid for uh, advertising views or you provide it as a tool uh, for lead generation or conversion, you want to make sure that you're leveraging your video up front with the most beneficial knowledge for your customer. Uh, And so how does this apply to ChatGPT? applies to ChatGPT because a useful element for, for many of you is to focus on how to quickly articulate your value. And one of the things that you can do with ChatGPT is consolidate and condense uh, very wordy introductions and have ChatGPT offer a value-focused introduction for you. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is allowing ChatGPT to take, and quite literally, a I can have 500 words and I can have ChatGPT consolidated into the 50 most useful words. I can have it, I can take 250 or 500 words and have ChatGPT give me a 10 point bullet list of the 10 most important words of the entire 500 words. And more often than not, it's right. More often than not, it's right. So think of ChatGPT like a calculator. Think of ChatGPT as a useful tool uh, that can help you consolidate your message. For this group, I say consolidation of your messages is probably the most useful benefit for you not to create new content. Not to create new content. ChatGPT, for people that know what they're doing, <laughs> is very challenging. Now, remember, there's a couple of things to think about when you think about ChatGPT. Number one, you, ha- you can't trust it because it is learning based upon other people's knowledge. So it's not something that you should be putting uh, lock, stock in, uh, of, of of trust into. Everything needs to be verified. It makes things up. <laughs> it makes things up. So you can't trust that uh, as well. Uh, and it doesn't have your knowledge. It doesn't have your knowledge. So for people that have extensive levels of knowledge, deep levels of expertise, I want to offer you one insight. The most important element of what you're doing is helping people find what they're looking for. Is helping people find what they're looking for. And for you folks on this call, my, my, my thoughts are your value is not in the answers that you give. Your answers are meaningless. In this kind of a group, it's the questions that you ask that are more meaningful. Hmm. The more knowledgeable that you are about your topic, the better quality of questions that you ask. ChatGPT doesn't ask questions. It doesn't know what to ask. ChatGPT assumes that you know what you're talking about. (laughs) Right, exactly, right, yes, right. Chat, too many people are trusting ChatGPT as a shortcut, an attempted shortcut to bypass the, the traditional learning gap Chat TV, and, and the challenge here is, imagine, uh, as you're engaging with, with an application like Chattavi, so people think, well, it's very intelligent, it's very smart. I thought about this this morning in preparation for this call. How much more intelligent is a CD-ROM for those of you, this is an audience that understands what a CD-ROM is. This, is, this is an audience that knows what a floppy disk is, or, or a punch card for that matter, right? So what is smarter, uh, a book or a CD-ROM? There's no difference. What's the difference? Neither of them are smart. There is no intelligence inherent in it. It's a piece of data. The fact that you can access data faster does not mean that it's intelligent. It just means faster access to data. And so think about ChatGPT as faster access to concepts and ideas that either stem from outside of of content that's been trained upon or helping you to, to consolidate ideas that you're working on. And you can use it yourself. Just And the nice thing about it is that it works just like typing into your word processor. It's as easy to use as typing into your word processor. It's as easy to use as a Google search. And yet the content here is far more compelling if you are an educator. If you're an educator, if you're a consultant, if you're a trainer, this is an incredible tool for you to increase your productivity. Why? There's so many concepts that we're working on all the time.
0: Derek. Um, how do you do it? Let's ask some really simple questions. So let's say, you know, I put my website into it and say, consolidate that into um, 50 words. How would that work? Would I cut and paste it in? Um, you can absolutely do that. You can absolutely do
1: that. So if we went to, to so you could take any website. Uh, and so what
0: what is, what is your website, uh, Derek? Derekarden.co.uk. dot ncouk
1: So I can take uh, Derek's website here and, well, you've actually done a wonderful job consolidating your website to a great degree. Uh, So you you don't have a lot of wordy, let's see, let me see if I can find, here here we go. I'm going to take your expert, negotiation expert advice. And let me do this while I have here, let me do a little thing for everybody here. I'm going to come here and I'm going to actually, let's take a look at ChatGPT. Let me show you what it looks like. I don't know if you can see me. You might have to make me large in this. We can in this
0: see computer. it. Yeah, it's all good. All good. Here,
1: but I'm going to take here, and I'm going to just simply t- ask, consolidate the following copy or following text into 10 bullet points, 10 core bullet points, uh, ten the 10 most relevant bullet points to the 10 most relevant bullet points for
2: a prospective customer. All right, and then call it, and then boom, boom.
1: Okay, so I took a block of copy from Derek's website, and from there, it gave me 10 bullet points. The 10 bullet points here, and you saw how fast that it did it. Derek has 30 years of negotiation experience at both uh, both large commercial and small business levels. He studies strategic and tactical negotiation at Harvard Business School and has two NLP certifications. Darren has spoken in 27 countries. Okay, now let's take it even further. Of these bullet points,
2: which are the three most important to a, um,
1: let's see, who is a kind of a customer, what would be your ideal customer? If you could get, if you could, if you could sell your training program to somebody ideal, Derek, who
0: would it be? Well, let's say someone like, well, let's say Microsoft. All right. Let's pick someone like that. Give me, give me a department. Or an estate agent. All right. A state agent. An estate
1: agent is that right? An estate agent? Yes. Yeah. That's that's a real estate person. (laughs) Oh, okay. uh, I'm going to put real estate just to make sure here. Okay. Uh, And is there a particular type of real estate agent here, successful, accomplished, uh, uh, or any, is it general, a general real estate agent, specific kind of skill set that that person has?
0: General. It's pretty general. All right. Great. So all I just
1: did here is I just asked I yeah. just asked you to just to give me three bullet points that are most important to a real estate agent. So we'll check it out again here. We'll see what it says. Gives me three bullet points. Boom. And you just saw the three bullet points I just gave. Mm. Us. Right. And so three bullet points here or Derek can provide advice on any negotiation situation, no matter how complex or simple. Derek can help clients achieve phenomenal results, better deals and more money in the bank. Derek can assist with positioning transactions and advising on the best course of action safe, or make more money. If those are not relevant to real estate agents, please, I challenge anybody to tell me that they're not. Wow! It it took Derek's block of copy, and you all saw the block of copy. I just copied and pasted it in. I asked it to give me 10 bullet points based upon that copy. And then I asked it to give me three bullet points to appeal to a very specific customer type. It didn't make up anything. It leveraged Derek's concept, Derek's words. And this is where you as experts in your area, I believe, have a major advantage in using ChatGPT. And how much time do we spend doing that? If I were to ask Derek to give me 10 bullet points on his own copy, it would take him all day to do it. Who would disagree? Who would agree? It would take everybody here a bit longer than you just saw on ChatGPT to summarize as quickly as you just saw us do it with ChatGPT. So, and and then to come up of of those things, we're going to take a, a few months. What are the things that most appeal to a real estate agent from this copy? And now we got three. Now we have three. Now, if I were to say, get, give me a set of hashtags.
2: for LinkedIn that would be, would offer the
1: most engagement to my real estate audience, to the real estate
2: agent as discussed above, as mentioned above. Okay, let's see what I, I don't even know what it's gonna say, I have no idea.
1: All right, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Perfect. So now I just gave me a series of hashtags. Thank you for that. All. Uh, it gave me a series of hashtags to consider using for, con- if I'm doing some content marketing work, right? I'll make it a little larger for you. If I'm doing some content marketing work, right? These are some hashtags that may be appropriate and by the way, I'm not saying these are the best. I'm saying that we need additional work and support with these, what we're doing, right? So we, our job is to help shape it. Yes, right, Carl. Our job is to help shape ChatGPT and what it offers us, right? Now, let's take it one another step here. Uh, what would
2: be the title of an uh, engaging, LinkedIn post based upon my experience. Wow. Interesting. It doesn't use the word
1: negotiation there at all. And I'd be putting it in all the time. Right. All right. So here are some titles potentially for LinkedIn social media post headlines based upon what we just covered. Maximizing profits, how to use expert negotiation strategies to close deals. From Harvard to the boardroom, insights from a negotiation expert. Getting the upper hand tips for mastering complex negotiations. Right? I mean, these are terrific. I mean, these are solid, solid headlines. Here's the key. I know what the hell to ask ChatGPT to do. That's why I'm getting great results. I know. Everything, well, I don't know, everything. of course, I, I don't know everything. I know how to create persuasive copy. I know how to get interest and engagement. I'm using ChatGPT as an engagement tool by asking very specific questions based upon my own business framework to drive these results. But if I didn't have ChatGPT, it would take me days or weeks or, in some cases, months to be able to come up with this level of a report. And insights and analysis. Does, and again, it doesn't mean that we need to trust all these things.
0: Antonio, how long did it take you to learn uh, how to uh, use it in the way you've used it there so professionally? Uh, it's so th- uh, three months, three months for for
1: for ChatGPT. Uh, but I've been working with AI for over a year with the pre not the predecessor to this, but an application that leverages Chat, uh, OpenAI, which is called Jasper uh, and Jasper was tough to use. Uh, but this program here is is much easier to use. Uh, and what you'll learn here is the concept of prompts. Prompts are the core programming language, if you will, for ChatGPT. A prompt is very similar to a prompt that you would ask a question for in Google, for instance. But you want to ask ChatGPT to do something very specific. Um, there's So what, what, to come back full circle, I was originally worried about AI that somebody who writes for a living and engages in in content and, and training and education would be out of a job. I've been trying to put myself out of out of work for the past three months straight. And so far there's still a little bit of a role for me uh in the world. <laughs> right. sure. Sure. And I think the same thing applies to you. I think the same thing applies to everybody on this call. Uh people who are uh uh who are more senior and more experienced are more worried than they should be right now. The people who should really be worried are the younger people. The people who really should be worried are the people who don't have your levels of experience or insights or understanding of frameworks or processes or what have you. Because these are the people most easily replaced by ChatGPT and AI applications. It is not the folks (laughs) that have the institutional knowledge that are gonna get replaced by this. It is the people here who are the paralegals it is the people here who are the assistants. Uh, this is a challenge, by the way, obviously. The good news, I believe, is if you follow the curve of technology development, very often there are new types of jobs. Correct, correct, Gabriel. Yes, I totally agree. There are new types of jobs, which is exactly we we're just going into, new types of jobs available based upon this technology. Hmm. And so the idea of people maybe moving from one type of, of, of occupation to another, I don't believe that layoffs, the advancement of AI is so large, is so fast, it's so profound. I look at it as the, in the same level of awe as I looked at the first website browser. This is how I look at it. It's my own personal opinion. As exciting as the first internet browser was, I'm as excited about this. I wasn't excited about virtual reality. I wasn't excited about the metaverse. I'm not excited about cryptocurrency. I'm not excited about all those things. This I'm excited about because I see the utility. I see the value and and it's easy to apply. The biggest challenge in technology is adoption, technology adoption. Uh, And so it is so easy for anybody to start playing around with ChatGPT and start playing around with it. Here's my advice to you with regards to using the application. Number one, leverage your own thinking leverage your own thoughts about how processes are completed uh how your own frameworks uh your own approach to solving challenges remember chat gbt does not ask you questions chat gbt assumes that you know what you're looking for these are also problems right inexperienced people how many people how many of you would recognize as experts in your individual areas that true success in your area from somebody who's brand new is probably counterintuitive. Would anybody agree? Anybody agree? Anybody disagree? Yeah, for whether it's a golf swing, uh, or whether it's still the economics, or, or whether it's your own area of expertise, it's very likely that being an expert level in your area being accomplished and successful, effective is counterintuitive for people who are brand new. And yet, these are the kind of questions that they're asking ChatGPT, expecting to get Derek Arden level answers, right? Right. Expecting to get John Lisby level answers, right? Or Helen Kaye or Shelly Bridgman, right? Or Gabrielle, right, the finance coach. They're not going to get Gabrielle, the finance coach level answers without understanding the scope and breadth of truly what is important. So there'll be people that are you'll see on on, on video say well just just have ChatGPT imagine it's an expert. ChatGPT cannot imagine. It's not sentient. It may offer you a different response or an answer. It may even offer you perhaps a a a, a tighter answer. But it's not replacing Tim Durkin anytime soon. Right? Alex has already been using ChatGPT. Fantastic. I think the key here. Look, the biggest mistake people are making right now as soon as they open their mouth, is they're talking about themselves. They're talking about their name, my name, my business name, my product, my service, my offering, what I like to do. These are terrible mistakes that people are making when they open their mouth for a presentation or a pitch. The most effective thing that you can do, especially with ChatGPT, is offer the opportunity to personalize the introduction of your presentation based upon the needs of your audience. So I'll be talking about this in NSA on uh, April 27th, I think, to NSA NC. Leveraging ChatGPT to customize your introductions for your presentations and offer some additional insights that you may not be aware of, or something creative, is a fantastic tool to be able to do, uh, to to use. So maybe I just realized how much I've been rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's some questions, you've seen an example of it. Uh, I'm happy to have a conversation. We can play around with this a little bit more. Uh, whatever whatever makes sense most most sense for, uh,
0: for for the audience. And Antonio, the first thing I was going to say was everybody here has written an article or two somewhere, even if it's back in their files. Mm-hmm. But they could do with that article what you just did into Chat GPT and have um, have um, ten bullet points or three bullet points, which would give them an amazing USP, I guess. So that would be the simplest. Hold, hold hold hold. Let me let me just offer a suggestion.
1: Not an USP. I wouldn't I wouldn't say you know a unique selling proposition is a strategic differentiation between you and somebody somebody else, right? Uh, so I would I would say an engaging piece of content, possibly, right? Uh, so for for in this regard here, you can take a headline. Anybody here can take a headline, and from that headline, come up with an outline for a talk. Through ChatGPT. Anybody can take that outline from that talk and create a 30 minute presentation with bullet points that you can incorporate into your PowerPoint. Anybody can take that 30 minute presentation with the bullet points and create a workbook, um, a course. You decide, another book if you want. Now, here's the key thing it is ultimately your work. You are asking ChatGPT to do what I call uh, conceptual heavy lifting. For all of you, the biggest mental effort that you take, more likely than not, is consolidating concepts into a core, cohesive
0: idea. Uh, universities are really universities are really bothered about this, aren't they? They think it might put them out of business. Is that true? I don't. I don't.
1: I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. Look,
0: we we all.
1: How do you learn how to learn? You, you know, a learning environment teaches you, hopefully, if if anything, teaches you how to learn, right, and how to verify and validate, right? These are important things that we learn. And building relationships, by the way, we, you build relationships uh, in, in in college, you build relationships in university, you build alliances, you build friendships. The most important, the most important skill set, I believe, that you can have in pitching has nothing to do with the words that you make. It's your ability to to connect with other people in a meaningful way and build relationships. I tell so many people that I train for pitching to investors is one rule. The easiest way to get an investor is to not need an investor, right? It means that you're already organized, you're already selling, you're using investors' money to scale and grow your operation, right? At the same time, the worst time to talk to investors when you need them. You want to talk to an investor before you need the investor. You want to connect with people who can be helpful to you before you actually need them. That's why we should be building relationships. Mm. This is why I'm so uh, honored and and, and privileged of the opportunity to to be here with you, uh, Derek, and, and and this wonderful group of folks uh, who I appreciate so very much. So look, the, the our skills as humans still is being human. We still do human better than than AI for now. (laughs) Right. Building great relationships, bringing value to other people, making them feel valued uh, is still a vital task uh, and
0: a skill that people can be trained on uh, and can bring meaningful benefit to them. Antonio, that was absolutely fantastic. And before we come to Tim's question, and we thank you for that, I would just like you to talk for Two minutes, if you can, on your ten times ten times ten model, which is value, value creation, emotions, and a call to action. Can you do that in two minutes for me? You, you bet. Uh, I can, I can
1: do that for you in two minutes. Let's, let's go to the, uh, let's go to Notepad. Okay. There are three steps in my winning pitch framework. My three-step winning pitch framework, uh, and they consist of the following. Remember, your ten seconds is is the 10, 10, 10 is 10 words focused on value, 10 words focused on emotion, and 10 words focused on uh, an invitation or call to action. Okay. And so your objective here is when you're making your 30 word pitch and 30 words is the most amount of words that I've seen so far that you can communicate in 10 seconds or less and not sound rushed and as you're going through your process i challenge each of you to focus first on one area if you could only choose to focus on either value emotion or invitation i would say spend the majority of your time focusing on the value that you bring to other people to other people right? so in a 30-word pitch if you have 30 words if you have 50 words I suggest you break them up into these kind of components, These, this framework. Your first step, David Ogilvy talks about it in his book, by the way, uh, in uh, Ogilvy on advertising. And he says, if he had an hour to write an ad, he would spend 45 minutes of it working on the headline. And the headline has a very specific goal. The headline's goal is to engage the reader into the copy. The most important part. So if you understand headlines, and you understand the process, uh, core requirements for engagement, you're going to be very effective at ChatGPT, by the way, and leveraging ChatGPT, right? And so objectively, for you, the core area here is value. Why is value so important? Two reasons. Why? Number one, this is what people want. Number four, more important than they want is what they demand. The biggest reason companies fail in Silicon Valley is lack of market demand. The number, according to Forbes, 49% of businesses fail because of lack of market demand. So, quite literally, billions of dollars a year are wasted on companies with ideas that have no market demand. And how do you determine what market demand is? Well, an easy way here that I train people on is this concept of asking yourself: Where were people spending money last year that I can provide an alternative to? Where are people spending money last year? that I can provide an alternative to. And that alternative should be something that helps them increase some level of performance, monetary, time, what have you, right? That that thing that I'm improving, that alternative I'm providing is core, uh, of, of tied into the value that I'm offering them, right? And so, so the idea essentially is, if you are struggling with finding the right words to get instant engagement, my three-step winning pitch framework can walk you through the process in 10 seconds or less. That's a pitch. That's a pitch. Now, the only thing that's missing is a call to action, right? The call to action can be as simple as visit my website. It could be, click this link. It could be, if you have a moment, I can show you a sample. We overcomplicate things so much. And so what I'm worried about what's happening with ChatGPT to get back to the ChatGPT side is we are going to have a explosion of useless content. If you thought we had useless content right now, wait, (laughs) wait, wait. (laughs) And guess what? I think it's good. I think it's good because the more useless content there is, the more people will be yearning for high quality content. And what kind of content specifically? Educational content. And how can people trust your educational content? right? Is you're going to guide them through the process. You're going to bring them value. You're going to show them how to solve challenges, right? Right now, I think the biggest opportunity for people like you on this call is to burnish your brand, build your brand, build your reputation. Because ultimately, if you measure one content, piece of content or book to another, how do you know which one you should be reading? How how do you know which, which website to go to? How do you know which event to attend, which video to watch. Ultimately, your brand is an incredible opportunity for you to be able to to differentiate yourself. So normally I would say the quality of your product will differentiate you. But what if people aren't aren't informed enough to be able to make a a logical differentiation? Uh, We have over here, I spent years with friends playing a card game called Texas Hold'em. about 20 years ago which is a lot of fun uh and we have uh, you know anybody who's brand new to playing texas hold'em uh you're you're applying all these rules uh and one of my very first games uh my very first game i should say uh somebody was trying to intimidate me uh on uh, on a betting uh, on a bet during the course of the game uh and you know i uh i didn't understand that they were trying to intimidate me i was just kind of focusing on my cards and so I played my cards and I won the hand, <laughs> right? And and the answer here is you cannot bluff somebody that doesn't know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You can't bluff somebody that doesn't know what the hell they're doing, right? And so my objectives for you is 30 word. Everybody's pitch should be 30 words less their introduction, 10 second introduction, and then take a breath. So why is this? Because if you go on past 10 seconds, you risk engagement with your listener. You risk engagement with your audience. And the focus of value upfront is your core hook. Are you struggling to find the right words? What if you never had to guess again about picking the right word in your pitch? What if you never had to guess again about a single marketing decision that you need to make in your business? How many people would love the idea of never having to guess again, show of hands, never guessing again, never guessing about any marketing decision, advertising decision, strategy, what have you, right? How could you offer the same general concept for your area of expertise? The likelihood is that if you create a framework, if you create a process, there is very little to guess. It's simply plugging in into your framework. How many of you have a framework that you apply in making decisions and guiding people through challenges? So, so, so. Okay. Interesting. All right. I have a, pro, a program, by the way, on creating frameworks. FYI, we could talk about that uh, another time. But if you don't have a frame, I am guess that you have a framework that you have simply not documented yet. Folks on this call, you very likely have a framework already. You just not have documented it yet. That framework will be one of your core positioning tools as you're building your brand, by the way. So my three-step winning pitch framework, that is a brandable concept based upon a framework where I take somebody's content, plug it into my framework and out comes a pitch. Uh, a little tactic, by the way, a little fun thing here, that you might appreciate is I did, I've conducted 187 10 uh, second pitch challenges on Clubhouse. I've, I've conducted 187 episodes of the Pitch Freaks 10-Second Pitch Challenge, where I run people through a program to create a 10-Second Pitch, and then I give them the opportunity to what I call passing the Pitch Freak. And passing the Pitch Freak, if you pass the Pitch Freak, what does it mean? It means instant, guaranteed instant interest and engagement from a qualified investor or prospect. Guaranteed interest and engagement instantly. Of the 800 people who have Gone through the program uh, over the past twelve months, only fourteen people have been able to pass a pitch freak. and on Friday we had three people pass a pitch freak in a single day. And It's getting closer to nine hundred people. This is not because my approach is not complicated. My approach is not complicated. It's because people are not informed on how to deliver a value-focused presentation. They don't. They are. They're concerned. They're taught about functions. And they're taught about features, but not benefits. Very often, we skip the benefits when we're talking to people. And the benefits are the things that people want. Yeah. The benefits are the things that people demand. And if you're most, like most academics or most engineer types, you're stuck in features and functions world. And you wonder why people aren't adopting your technology. You wonder why they're not asking you
0: to come, unless you're talking to a very deep level of, function you know scientists and specialists Derek comment Antonio we're we're really out of time um so I wanted to thank you but will you stay on and answer we've got a number of questions coming up for you will you stay on and perhaps I'll uh, record that as well but can I thank you for coming on can I recommend your book to everybody it arrived on Amazon the day after I ordered it here in here in the UK and uh, I've mind mapped it and everything else so if people want to get hold of you I think it's a Antonio white.com, isn't it? Or is it the pitch? Freak? Uh, it's a uh, pitchfreaks.com. Antonio Antonio at pitchfreaks.com. Fantastic. And thanks so much for joining Monday night live for the second uh, time. We, we could have
1: gone all day long. Uh, I uh, think uh, we could have <laughs> but I probably have had to pay you a lot of money. That.
0: <laughs> Release the pitch freak and, it, uh, and I just go. Okay. Can I ask everyone to thank Antonio in the usual Monday night uh, live way? Thank you so much uh, for doing that for us. My for pleasure. Free. My pleasure.